Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're continuing on in the Gospel of Luke today, chapter 1, starting at verse 57. When it was time for Elizabeth's baby to be born, she gave birth to a son. And when her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had been very merciful to her, everyone rejoiced with her. When the baby was eight days old, they all came for the circumcision ceremony. They wanted to name him Zechariah after his father. But Elizabeth said, no, his name is John. What? they exclaimed. There is no one in your family by that name. So they used gestures to ask the baby's father what he wanted to name him. He motioned for a writing tablet, and to everyone's surprise, he wrote, His name is John. Instantly, Zechariah could speak again, and he began praising God. Awe fell upon the whole neighborhood, and the news of what had happened spread throughout the Judean hills. Everyone who heard about it reflected on these events and asked, What will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was surely upon him in a special way. We see the fulfillment of Gabriel's message to Zechariah many episodes, from many episodes ago being fulfilled in the birth of a son. And again, we're touching on the cultural significance of this, because not only does having a child mean that your line, that your family lineage will continue, having a son also means that your family name will be carried on for at least another generation. And it's pretty significant here that uh, we recognize the surprise that's amongst uh, the neighbors and the other family members that not only is Elizabeth, uh, not only did she give birth to a child, but this child is a son. And apart from Gabriel's message, there is no certainty that it was a boy. They would have certainly known and seen Elizabeth coming and going, and they would have seen that she was pregnant, but there was still some speculation it could be a boy or a girl not taking into Gabriel's message into consideration. Remember, probably only Zechariah and Elizabeth knew that the angel had even spoken to them, and Mary, of course, now that Gabriel had uh, announced that to her as well. We have this great little scene here as well in this passage of naming the child. And at some point during the nine months, they would have certainly talked about baby names. And I can say as one who has named uh, children and (laughs) my own children, picking out names is is kind of a a fun and challenging conversation to have. And I can only imagine how long it must have taken uh, for them to come up with a new way of communicating with Zechariah not being able to communicate very well. And, you know, pointing and nodding and and gesturing only does so much. So I'm guessing that they came upon the idea of writing out uh, their messages, at least on Zechariah's side, uh, pretty quickly. I'm guessing they came to that pretty quick since this writing tablet seems to be at hand. After Elizabeth says his name is John, they want to speak to the dad because John is a weird name and no one else in your family is named John. Why do you want to name him John? Why not have your child share your name? And as soon as Zechariah writes out and confirms that his name is John, he begins to speak instantly. And in a weird way here, we see how his doubt turns out to further God's work in the ears and hearts of other people as this news of not only this child being born, but now this man who has been mute for months is now finally able to speak. And uh, this isn't just a coincidence. This is a pattern and a uh, practice that is seen throughout the Bible. It's not just coincidence that this happens either, and we recognize that. People recognize that this is something special, and they start to speculate on John's life and what 
uh, his life will mean. The impact of Zechariah being able to speak, though, as I'm touching on from before, this is a pattern seen throughout the Bible, is that even though Zechariah doubted, even though he had a moment of uncertainty about the work that God was able to do, we still see that through his doubt, God is able to accomplish his will and to even draw further impact to what is going on. And it reminds us here that nothing is able to derail or deter God's will or plan. Nothing uh, of human interaction is able to throw God for a loop and all of a sudden he has to come up with a plan B or C or whatever letter you want to use. God uses all things to accomplish his will and will certainly highlight this when this pattern emerges again, God using everything, both good and bad, to accomplish and further his will. So, the takeaway question for us to discuss today is, in your own life, how have you seen God use both the good and bad to accomplish his will? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at e underscore pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.